Welcome to another episode of Uncle Buck's Magic Review. Want to welcome all my listeners back, and、uh, we're spreading around the world now in twelve、uh, countries, I believe. Maybe it's more. I haven't counted lately. But to all the new listeners that are just tuning in, thank you for stopping by, and、uh, remind you all to subscribe. Please share this. Podcast with all your magical friends, and if you feel so inclined, you can always support the channel.、Uh, we'd like to、uh, hear from you with any questions, comments, or suggestions, good or bad. You can send me an email at keithbuck88 at gmail dot com. You can follow me and message me at unclebuck52 on Instagram. And we're going to have.、Uh, Couple reviews,、uh, maybe some things in the news, and、uh, just talk about whatever's popping through the magic world. So again, thanks for stopping by. Be sure to share. And now a quick commercial, then we'll get to it. Ran across this quaint article in the magic news. There's a new magic and comedy club opening. Keller's Magic Comedy Club, magician Bobby Borgia and his partner Christy Lawanis, are the new owners and operators of Keller's, a modern magic and comedy club, in Erie, Pennsylvania. Borgia, like his hero, is originally from Erie and wanted to pay tribute to the great magician by unveiling the new club in their shared hometown. Here's a little note. That I've never shared with、uh, the magic community. My great uncle married Harry Keller's daughter, so there you go. Anyway, <laughs> every magician knows who Keller was. Borgia told the Erie Times News, but in his hometown, sadly, he is a secret that has been lost for a hundred years. Keller takes the place of a downtown Erie venue, formerly known as. Junior's Last Laugh Comedy Club. In their re-imaging of the space, Borgia and Lawanis have decorated the club with Keller's posters, memorabilia, and interactive illusions spread throughout the bar and performance spaces. Although pandemic restrictions have slowed some of the programming originally planned for Keller's, like a kids' magic camp and second-floor museum space, the new owners maintained. Undeterred, scheduling the club's official public opening for early August. Their website promises a roster of comedians and magicians, fresh from the cruise ship circuit, along with rising and established stars who have appeared on shows like America's Got Talent, Penn and Teller, Footless, The Tonight Show, and The Last Comic Standing. The world needs positivity right now, Borgia told the Erie Times News. It needs magic. Again, it's called Keller's, a modern magic and comedy club. I imagine you can just do a search 
and find their website as they didn't list the actual website here. So uh, just look it up under that. And uh, Mr. Borges is right. The world does need a little more magic in times like these. I can't really do this episode without mentioning the loss of another great magician, Marvin Roy. Now, this is a guy I remember when I was growing up. You know, I, he was on Ed Sullivan. A lot of you don't remember watching that. Maybe some of you do. It's the show The Beatles and the Rolling Stones first appeared on in America. Now, you don't know them either? Uh, never mind. <laughs> anyway, Marvin Roy, he died age 95, died on uh, Wednesday, July 1st in Los Angeles. Uh, he had held the IBM number and was a member of the uh, Order of Merlin, 25 years of continuous membership in the International Brotherhood of Magicians. He was known as Mr. Electric. Marvin Roy and his late wife, Carol, performed a magic act based on light bulbs that became known as Artistry in Light. They opened for such celebrities as Liberace and Dean Martin, and toured Russia with Ed Sullivan, appearing on his television show four times in one year. They also performed on the Merv Griffin Show, the Hollywood Palace, and the Tonight Show, and appeared at the Lido de Paris, the London Palladium, and Radio City Music Hall. They headlined in Las Vegas at the Stardust, the MGM Grand, and the Desert Inn. You know, this, this is a guy... <laughs> You know, again, you, you, we stand on the shoulders of giants. His act, I remember the, the one that he was most known for, I think, or the one that impressed me, is where he pulls a string of continuous small light bulbs. Now, mind you, this is before the age of LED-type lights or little Christmas tree twinkle lights. These were regular bulbs on a string that... In my mind, it seems like it was 50 feet long. Maybe it was only 15. But as a kid, yeah, I saw him when I was maybe 10 or 11. And uh, he pulled this, and the bulbs are all lit. You know, it, it's basically like the uh, needles on thread or razor blades on string kind of effect where you pull them out of your mouth. But this, this looked... <laughs> dare I say impossible but anyway we want we lost uh, Marvin Roy uh, just wanted to pass that on rest in peace it's a kind of magic it is a kind of magic why do we do magic you know I'm sure we've all thought about that and I've not really come to any kind of conclusion you know, there's the, those of us who perform, I, you know, I've always been a performer, whether it's music or magic or acting, and uh, maybe that's why it's just a type of art that I like, or is, is it something deeper that we're, you know, I mean, I remember the first magicians as a kid that I saw, and, uh, whom I'll talk about one a little later, but the uh, 
sense of amazement or wonder. It wasn't, and it still isn't, oh, how'd he do that? You know, how'd you do that? You know, you want to, that's the reaction, you know, a lot of people will give you. How'd you do that? You know, when you perform, it should be done in such a way that how you did it is kind of secondary to the audience that they're more entertained or just the sense of wonderment, awe, um, you know, that miracles still exist, however you want to say it, you know, but why, why do you do magic? Why, why do you just collect magic? Cause I'm again, like all of us, we've all got that, uh, <laughs> drawer or shelf or closet or room full of magic a lot of which we don't perform you know we get it and maybe perform it for a while and uh, it goes out out of date or everybody's doing it and so why should you be doing it but then you run the risk of somebody come up to you hey can you do the one where <laughs> you know and then you're not prepared uh, you know so just i don't know what it is i'm i'm guilty of that too i'm sitting in a room surrounded by magic as we speak but what is it that uh, we want to perform it for other people even you know regardless of why we're attracted to it we weren't attracted to it so much you know gee i want to i want to perform it for people that wasn't what drew you to it it was i want to do that the trick itself or you want to be able to do that um and i think that's what we're wanting to share with other people that uh you know whether we're performing a, a, an effect for an audience of one or a whole auditorium or theater we're wanting to see that same reaction in them that wonderment amazement surprise uh just being fooled <laughs> you know whatever but what is that why is that anyway if you have any thoughts that's just a little of my few of my thoughts on it you know that's something that probably banging around in everybody's head you know you always hear hey i just want to share the magic or i want to bring a smile to someone's face i mean that may be true for a lot of us but what what drew you to it originally? Why did you want to be a magician? You, you hear what I'm saying? Anyway, drop me a line. Uh, send me a message. Call in. We can talk about it and share it on the next episode. But, uh, you know, it's all about magic. And we can use more magic today. Okay, this is the part of the show where I like to give a shout out to other magicians that I uh, stumbled across on social media somewhere that I wouldn't have normally uh, been aware of. And uh, this fella is, uh, he's, I believe he's based out of Savannah, Georgia. And it's Mystic Sly Baba. You need to go check out his account on Instagram. And I encourage him to uh, get on YouTube because he has a lot to share. His style is I don't, eclectic, <laughs> shall I say, bohemian, uh, 
spiritual. Uh, I don't know. That's what drew me to him. I started following him. And we've had a few uh, discussions as far as uh, I know in this COVID crisis, he's rethink as we all are, I suppose, rethinking how you perform your magic, because obviously you can't grab hold of people's hands and, you know, they're going to shy away from you, whatever. And he was talking about how he was going to try to do maybe more, like he said, visual, but all magic is pretty much visual other than mentalism, which, you know, it, uh, so he's kind of, we were talking about changing our performance styles and stuff like that. But uh, real, real nice fella. He's into art besides magic. And, uh, but you need to go check him out and be sure to follow him. So I just wanted to be sure to give Mystic Sly Baba a shout out. Today, I thought I'd just kind of review a couple downloads. What with the slowed down mail here lately. <laughs> downloads are probably the way to go. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the first one we're going to look at is uh, Dino by Joe Rinflich. And I'm sure I murdered his last name. We all know who he is. He's like the king of rubber bands. He's created numerous effects and routines using these very same rubber bands, but this four-phase penetration routine he calls Dino ranks among his best. In effect, a rubber band is convincingly wrapped around the magician's hand, only for the strands, you know, remain visible. And then visually and audibly, it penetrates through the back of the hand. The second phase is even more open and fair, with the band snapping through the performer's open hand. It can be viewed from either side and all angles. There's nothing to see. I would admit the third phase, which I find to be a, a lesser variation and not clear as an image as the first two phases. The fourth and final phase is the killer, though. The magician fairly wraps the band around the spectator's arm, pulling it tight. The spectator sees and feels the band pressing into their arm. Still, the van band visibly clicks through their arm, giving the spectator a tactile sensation of the magic happening. This is based on an old optical illusion that has been used in magic and puzzles for decades. That Joe was able to apply this principle to rubber bands is incredible. I would not call this routine difficult. However, it will require practice to attain the knack to work it with consistent results. I played with the method and began having success after just a few mishaps. When it works in your hands, you will be experiencing your own inner astonishment that this method is even possible. If you're looking for an offbeat routine for walk around or just something cool to learn, this is a good choice. It's Dino. 
by Joe Renflesh. It's 16 minutes long. You can download it. It's some of my favorite people, Penguin Magic. And you can check them out at penguinmagic.com. And it, the download is 1995, which sounds like a lot for a download, especially only a 16 minute download. <laughs> but it is, it's well, you know, if this is the kind of thing you like, and you've probably seen something similar to this being performed on social media, uh, but it's well worth your, your uh, checking this out. I think you'll enjoy it. This next download I want to look at is, it's called Delete by Daniel Chard. In this download, it, it, it is a single effect, and it's taught along with multiple handling variations and ideas. The basic effect is this. Four aces are displayed, fairly showing their fronts and backs. They are flipped face up onto the deck where one ace vanishes. This is repeated until all four aces have disappeared. The aces are then magically reproduced. Some early ads for this download, however, did state that this was a new method utilizing the delete gimmick. So let's be clear. The method used here is not new and the effect or plot is not new. Ed Marlowe, Jim Swain, Bill Goodwin, George McBride, and others have tackled the plot of four of a kind vanishing one card at a time off the top of the deck. In fact, this particular method has been used to produce this specific effect in the past, but I don't think it has been extended and applied in this way to all four vanishes. Delete uses a gaffe that most of you will already have, so you can start to learning immediately. I realize this could sound uninspired, but the feature here is the smooth and nearly self-working handling that produces a deceptive effect. It's a bonus that this routine is also fun to perform. What Mr. Chart has done is combine an old idea with thoughtful handling to allow a repetition of the method. In fact, it is the repetition that makes the trick build, you know, for the average person. Further, Daniel has carefully crafted the vanish sequence so it is easier than any other version of this plot, while still being convincing. You don't need to be a master at knuckle-busting moves. You need only basic to intermediate card handling ability. You'll learn several handlings suitable for walk around as well, as some reproduction sequences do require a table. There are also advanced handlings taught and additional effect ideas. I recommend Delete. It's easy to do. And everybody's looking for something like this. It's very visual. It's Delete by Daniel Chard. It is 47 minutes long. You can get it for $9.95 at my friends at Penguin Magic. So check this one out. If you're a card man at heart, but you don't want to learn all the knuckle busters, here you go.
that's going to wrap it up for this episode of uh, Uncle Buck's Magic Review. Hey, and I really love hearing from you folks. Be sure to subscribe, share it, tell all your magical friends, unless you're trying to keep it a secret. But hey, y'all have a great week. And uh, remember, who's your uncle? <laughs>